welcome to the 14th episode of Tech Lively. I think we're going to do maybe a couple more after this. We'll see how we'll see how the, last, the rest of the semester goes. Abney Schreeder is here with me. Uh, she is our head copy editor. Hello. How has your Friday morning been with all of, what, 20 minutes of it to go? 30 minutes of it to go? Uh, I woke up 40 minutes ago, showered, and then I walked here, and I was five minutes late. That's okay. I didn't have the outline done until you got, you showed up anyways. And I was watching the Masters, so I was really distracted. All right, cool. Yeah. So, so actually, I did you a favor. Yes, you did. You did me a big favor by doing that, because I was running behind this morning as well, because I didn't <laughs> wake up until 9 o'clock. Well, you didn't text me back. I said I'm going to be late, and then I got no text response. I didn't think that rumor to the text back. I thought you were going to be furious. I never... Me. Okay, we'll start with this topic. What are things for you that don't warrant a text back? Because... Oh, I... I'm like a text back for everything type of person or okay. I get stressed. I think that if you really want to end a conversation, if you p- do a thumbs up on the last text, mm-hmm. that's then it's like, okay, no more texts. Okay. But I'm like text until you reach the thumbs up. Okay. Reaction. Okay. <laughs> so you just, you, you're fine with carrying a conversation for forever, at I least on text until it gets until a natural. Like I, I actually, okay. I take it back. Okay. I don't respond to anyone's texts at all. But if someone doesn't respond to my text, I will freak out. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's it's a little hypocritical. That it, a yeah, lot that, that hypocritical. was that was that was a massive hypocritical swing we just experienced right yeah. here. Yeah, it's okay. I I really examined my uh, my psyche. Hey, now you now. know. I think if if I, I I think usually I know when there's a natural endpoint in a conversation, so I just will just not respond. Or if it's something like when you said you were maybe a few minutes late, I'm just like, okay, that just is. My response doesn't change that. Well, some of my friends like are like that right where like if i said oh i'm gonna be late i want confirmation that they know i'm gonna be late right mm-hmm. like you want them okay. to be like okay got it like okay it, i've factored it into my schedule that makes sense otherwise i'm stressed out that they don't know that i'm gonna be late and they'll be sitting there thinking why is she late that would make sense but in I cases where like being on time or something or whether you being late actually changes the dynamic of something that's about to go down as well but this it wasn't we were just going to start recording whenever we started so that's true this but was i don't know how it works I never Interesting. Did it before. That's part. I guess that's part of being on the internet now. <laughs> not just talk, you, when you're not talking to people on the phone most of the time or in person. You've got to figure out per person what makes sense. Yeah, it's that's a, true. It's a different, not as different, not necessarily a different language, but it's a different style of communication, person by person. Yeah, so. I also am a big phone call person. So sometimes if someone texts me and I don't feel like texting them, but I have a lot to say, they'll just get a phone call. In I response. do appreciate that. Yeah. Yes. A lot of people hate it. I know. About me. I would prefer to talk on the phone most of the time. Yeah. Yes. Me too. Good. Okay. Well, we've established that. <laughs> Anyways, uh okay, so you've been at the Technique longer than me. This is my second year. How long have you been here? I've been at the Technique for 4 years on Edboard for 3 and a half. Okay. 3 and a half. Oh, so you did a mid a mid-year I had switcheroo. Yeah, yeah. Mhm. I did the same thing last year. It was Yeah. Yes. Did. And then I was demoted back down. By choice, right? Yes, yeah, yeah voluntarily. Okay. I didn't have to, I didn't You have demoted it. yourself. I did demote myself to pursue this podcast. I did try to get the podcast make the podcast editor a real spot, but I knew that was that couldn't really happen mid-season well, per se, but our I, our uh, Can y'all vote on making the podcast editor a well, real our position online next year? editor is traditionally the podcast editor. Well, I know, but it and warrants, she is present right now. It so. warrants two positions. Yeah, I would agree. This takes up upwards 3 hours of my week. So, I mean, I can't do anything about it anymore. Uh, that's true. That's I true. I also could never do anything about it. I know. <laughs> well, collectively as an ed board, y'all could have. Yeah, yeah. That's that 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 was the point I was making. Yeah, but the I I think anyway, it's fine. Semantics. That'll be that that's for that's for people beyond this mm-hmm. as the technique evolves and whatnot. Um, what w- did you do with the technique though over those three um, over these? When I joined, I was. Uh, just a copy editor and then I became an assistant copy editor very quickly like after a month or something and then um, the current head copy editor she like had to take leave so then I took over for that and then I was head copy editor um, until the spring of my sophomore year I think or no maybe the fall of my Somewhere Spring in of my sophomore year, I started doing opinions, and then I got really burnt out, like, not from the technique, from other stuff, but being opinions editor was not helping very much with that. And then I quit. Um, I said I'd be assistant online editor, and then uh, literally a week later, we got sent home for COVID, so oh. I didn't have to quit because nice. the world would have quit for me. And then um, 
I was an assistant online editor, and so then when we came back in person, I was head copy editor. Okay, again. cool. Yeah. Um, for those that don't know newspaper t- talk, what does copy editor mean? Um, so traditionally, head copy or copy editors uh, edit everything that gets published for grammar, mm-hmm. and we use AP style as our uh, grammar. Uh, grammar style <laughs> and then uh we also edit for uh any kind of like editorialization that happens especially in like the news section because you don't want to be like inserting your opinion mm-hmm. um and then other than that like sometimes they delve into stylistic choices um but traditionally stay out of it uh for the most part just making sure that the newspaper has integrity uh looks looks really nice and um we're saying things with like some air of gravitas and we yes. don't sound silly. So yeah. you're you and your team are the, the massive filter for the technique in a sense. Yeah. But at the technique also it's a little different because we don't have a huge copy editing staff. True. It's just me most weeks. Yeah. And I do my best, but I also have to do a lot of layout stuff. So I would say that I do more layout fixes. Mm-hmm on a day-to-day basis than I do print. grammar okay. and, like, copy editing. We yeah. do have more people that look at text, at least, before they get to you compared to the layout, mm. which also just happens very fast when we do get it, get it done. Yeah, that's so. true. Yeah. Okay, uh, so was this your fourth year? Third year? Fourth yeah, year. Fourth, fourth, fourth year. Fourth year. How? Okay, well, so, A, what high school did you go to? How many people got to tech from your high school from your year? Or is it just you? Okay, I went to high school in New Orleans. I'm Ooh. the only person in my grade that is at Tech. Oh. Um, I'm I one of five people that I know from New Orleans in my year at Tech. Okay. Um, there are 90 kids in my grade. I know some other people applied to Tech. What was your high school? Uh, Isidore Newman School. Isidore Newman School. I had yeah. not heard of Kristen's that one. Kristen's been to it. Oh. She went to a debate tournament there. Interesting. And a debate tournament that I used to run, but she went after I graduated. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. How many people? Have, uh, so yeah, you're ninety gra- kids. You're ninety kids just total, class. or just your oh no, graduating. So it's like two. So it's like thirty six hundred, three sixty ish. Yeah, okay, four hundred. Cool. We were a smaller class. Okay, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Okay, so but I'll also we weren't just a high school. We were a daycare through twelfth grade. Oh, school. this was a whole shebang. Yeah, so okay. it's like I think one thousand eight hundred people total in the whole school. Yes, it's a very different function. And no, yes. That's the thing I would Both of my little sisters who are 10 and 13, they are 11 and 13. Mm-hmm. They are there right now, too. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So it's not really like my high school. It's okay. my school. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, like, so how, did, how was that compared to other people you knew at other high schools in New Orleans then? Because I imagine just your vibe inside the building is just very different knowing you're on a much wider range. Like, it's not like, I, I guess, what do you call it? Just a generic high school where it's just mostly your age cohorts in that one building but you've got a lot of other things going on in new orleans um the schooling system is really different from the georgia schooling system um here for the most part i've seen people like you get districted into a public school you Mm. either go to the normal public school or like a magnet school or something and there will be like 600 to like a thousand people in your grade right and they all have come from different middle schools that Mm -hmm. they were also districted into um in new orleans it's not like that we don't have so many districts Mm -hmm. Uh, like uh, there's three main types of schools or i guess four so we have the public schooling system which has magnet schools included we have charter schools which is like a system kind of unique to Mm -hmm. new orleans not super unique but um it's like i guess a little different than what people are used to and then we have catholic schools they have a really big presence in new orleans Mm -hmm. and then independent private schools so i went to an independent private school but um most of the people i know that had big grades they went to catholic schools and catholic schools are probably the main way that people get educated in new orleans um because our public schooling system like it's very unfortunate but it is very lacking yeah um and the charter schools are in part created trying to make up for it. So they're like uh, privatized systems that mm-hmm. have public funding. Yeah. And like, so like the KIPP charter school system is one, for example. Okay. And there's like a bunch of KIPP schools and then like kids can go to them mm-hmm. and they have like slightly better education, better funding. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. That is very different from very here. Very different. Yeah. Yeah. My high school actually ended up having only one feeder middle school. Oh, really? Uh, so it's yeah. just all your middle school friends? Well, I was homeschooled until I got to high school. Mm. So I knew a less than 10 people out of like the 1,600 people at my high school when I got there, which was a lot, mm. considering I went to school with, with only my siblings before that. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah. Um, one of my brothers went to the middle school, though, so they got... They got the ex- they got the they got to know some people before. Yeah. Which I started at Newman when I was in fourth grade, and then, you know, like, 
the older you get mm-hmm. you're like i'm changing i'm a, like a teenager now whatever yeah. they still remember you as the fourth grade kid you yeah were. i'm kind of glad i don't <laughs> have any bar- i have very few people that know that part of <laughs> that of me because it's just like nope it's just pretty much my siblings and my mom yeah, my parents, but, but it, it goes like the other way, right? Like you go to high school and like, oh, you might be scared of all these like cool people and yeah. like, but it wasn't like that. I was like, I know what you were like when yeah, you were yeah. shorter than me. And yeah, yeah, you, it, uh, yeah. Does it feel like the playing field then just socially was a little bit more even then? And, or did it feel like, yeah. did it feel like everyone had access to everybody in a friendly way? It wasn't, it wasn't as uh, like clicky in the way where you don't talk to p- other people who right. are not in your clique because you mm-hmm. have to talk to everyone yeah because yeah, yeah. you have classes with everybody mm-hmm. but there definitely are like other social dynamics that happen at a private school like kids that are there on scholarship versus not on scholarship mm-hmm. kids that have working parents versus kids that have s- like stay home parents yeah and stuff yeah there's uh, you can imagine interesting huh. i guess that kind of, of a- rich kids yeah yeah <laughs> Our, my high school was adjacent to a neighborhood that sent a lot of kids to Paideia, which is like one of the really hoity-toity private mm. schools mm-hmm. that's like on like right on Ponce as you go into as you go into uh, like, like here in Atlanta yeah yeah oh, okay. yeah there's so there was some yeah th- th- just the neighborhood was just on the wealthier end and whatnot mm. and so there, the the percentage of kids from that neighborhood who could walk to the school a lot of them were not walking to the school instead yeah. driving well, themselves that's what it was like like um Newman is really close to Tulane. I don't know if you've been to New Orleans before, but it's just a very nice part of Uptown. Mm-hmm. Um, like the Audubon Park is there and Tulane is there. Mm-hmm. And then our school is right next to it. Okay. And so it's just surrounded by mansions. Like uh. part of our school buildings are mansions that we've bought and oh, then like repurposed the insides of. That's cool. So... And then a lot of my classmates lived in the mansions around the school and I lived 30 minutes away. So I would like be commuting every day and then my parents would be like dropping me off and going to work. And then a lot of kids were just like waking up out of their huge houses and And just walking right to school. Yeah, man. (laughs) I mean, I guess we do do that at Tech for the the most part. Not everyone I know gets that. North Ave is a mansion. No, just, like they if just, you, if they you just, think about it, that I mean, yes, but they just get up and walk. To yes. they, they, you know, they can they can get somewhere in ten minutes and wake up. Yeah, fifteen minutes before. And I don't know if you had this, but junior and senior year we had like off-campus privileges for lunch. Like junior year, we could go off on Thursdays and not year, every not year. that that explicitly. Mm-hmm. Um, the main, the only, they there. I guess I don't want to say t- I don't want to say there was a tiered system per se in my high school, but there was like your academic levels and whatnot. They had like a really? general they had general level classes, accelerated, oh, advanced I see, I see, yes. and then like A P slash IB. But even then within the A P and I B group, there was a bigger split th- with that because the I B group had a completely different set of classes that no, IB is like anyone that tries to compare A P and I B to each other. I mean I haven't done any I B classes, but it's very it sounds, different. It's very a, different. it's very different, but at least how it worked out in my my school, I was effectively in a school within the school. And so I had okay. my last two years. I had classes. Every one of my, all but one of my classes were with the same group of about thirty-five people. Mm. For, for us, it sort of ended up being that way, but just based on the electives that we took. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you're like a French kid, a choir kid, and then like, like one more elective, like, oh, you took. Uh, like the Chinese history class okay. or something, then obviously the rest of your classes, you have to be with the same people yeah. anyway. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't that much of that. So it, it just it eventually became, because it was like this small cohort of us that they all knew we were res- responsible because we were the ones yeah. doing like the really, really hard academic oh, stuff. Yes. It was just like, if we were in the halls at like times you really shouldn't be or just like walking somewhere else, they, the people, the administrators kind of knew to not worry now, about us. I had a very similar experience. So if, if I wanted like if I wanted to like we we our, our school is also like right on Emory's campus like you it technically is technically they own the building. Oh really? Um cool. Yeah, it's a really old building. Um Yeah, we used but, to joke like oh if you get good grades or you take AP classes you can't get in trouble. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so like we would so there were some days we would instead of I always brought my lunch and our school lunches were awful. But <laughs> there would be some days where one of our teachers was like yeah whatever we're just going to go to the the Eggleston cafeteria and get lunch there. <laughs> and so we just go to the oh, hospital. Oh, that's Emery's. Yeah, we just walked to the we just walked to Choa and then oh. eat lunch there or there's Emery Village nearby. So we go to the Mediterranean. Did you want to go to Emery at all or you wanted to go like far like far No, I or? Tech was the number one for me. Okay. Um from the get go just cuz I knew I knew I was going to do something business E and mm-hmm. I didn't I only applied to here Auburn and Georgia. Um you Auburn, didn't apply to Emory at all? No, I didn't. Mm. Cuz I did, well, I wanted sports. Like I wanted yeah. that environment. Yeah, yeah. Um 
and I, I wasn't a, about to go to. The, I wasn't about to not change my campus f- from my high school at the same. Also, um, I know that's why. So I was picking between Tulane and Georgia Tech okay. uh, when I was deciding to come here. But I told you right, like Tulane is like a block away. Yeah, it like would be going to a big be, version of my high yeah, school. Yeah, it'd be weird. And I only, I mean, Tech's only thirty mi- like on a rough day with traffic, thirty minutes from my where I grew up. So right, yeah. it's far. It's far enough ish. Yeah, um, yeah, but or it's you also can't like go home every day. Or no, it, no, it, like, well, I could. It you wouldn't could. be. It w- wouldn't be feasible and wouldn't be fun. I mean, you go um, to your brewery. <laughs> I do. I basically <laughs> drive home. I drive home basically twice a week, either to go visit, yeah, my parents' brewery, or also the church I work at is basically right in that same area. Your so. parents live right opposite, or you live right opposite one brewery, right? Location. I live in between. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's one. There's one in Avondale Estates. So that like it basically neighbors Decatur, um, right uh-huh. before you get to the far east side of the perimeter, and then the other breweries in the west end. So technically south of here, um, mm. but if you're on Tex campus and you basically take North Side Drive straight down for ten minutes past Mercedes Benz, mm. past Fellman, you're basically in the right area. Mm. Well, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. I, I got I got the Tech via that many other options. I didn't really want to go to Georgia and Auburn. My dad went to Auburn, so we were thinking, okay, there might be some legacy stuff here. They were going to give me 1500 bucks a semester for $40,000 tuition as a legacy student. Huh. So it Auburn was just, doesn't have one of those, like, oh, if you get a certain score in the ACT. Yeah, if I had gotten, I got a super score of a 30 on the ACT, mm-hmm. but the, uh, it, it was going to be, there was no way that they were going to match the deal that at least Georgia or Tech yeah. was going to give me with the in-state Zell, tuition money yeah. I was going to get and whatnot. Oh. So it was, if once I got into Tech, it was, now, a, it was even, a slam dunk. Even with, um, I'm, I'm paying out-of-state tuition. Mm-hmm. So out of all the schools that I had gotten into, uh, which were the oh my god, you want me to list them? Yes. All right, Tulane, uh, which was giving me money. Okay. Um, Baylor, Ooh. which I was told by my English teacher you would not like it. I was like, okay, I guess it was very odd. I drove through Waco twice. It seems fun. It seems fun. It seems fun. Well, that maybe you and I are very different people, okay. so maybe he was right. Um, so I got into Tulane, Baylor, Georgia Tech. Um, Wash U, Carnegie Mellon, Vanderbilt, LSU. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Yeah, I. But I mean, so expensive. Yes. Yeah. I Vanderbilt was the only other application I opened of the of the other three schools. That was the that would have been the fourth I applied through. Cause mm-hmm. I'm like I could oh, do now. Oh no, I did not get in there. Never mind. I, I could like I could have done Nashville. I, that was the only other school where my parents were like, mm, maybe worth. The money and then we yeah. like, no, no, never mind. Okay, okay. Yeah. I would prefer to live in Georgia than Tennessee. I went to nowadays. go visit Vanderbilt though over the summer. I mean, just this summer. So yeah. Before college, I actually didn't visit any schools except for uh, Tech and Emory. Actually, I got into Emory too. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, there. Emory's Emory is a uh, well, they're undefeated in football <laughs> because of the lack of their football team. <laughs> um, I grew up doing swim meets there because my summer league had to. That we had a big old county meet, and so there'd be like a thousand kids at one swim meet. It's a wild time. We just sit in their very, very cold basketball gym, <laughs> which you know, I think it just felt cold because we were in the water and had to walk through the hallway, and then without a towel or anything. And yeah. by the time we got there, we oh, were just always. shivering. I I swam too, actually. What were your um, What were your main events? I swam. I quit in eleventh uh, grade to do debate full time. Okay, but I was on varsity. I swam the five hundred free and i did 200 back usually other than that and sometimes i did relay mm-hmm. it would be like i am relay okay um i sometimes i get put like we had a small team you mm-hmm. know so like sometimes i get put on like a 200 breast like the stuff people didn't want to do yeah, yeah 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 yeah. but it was usually 500 free and 200 back. okay i think i, om- I almost there was one meet i almost had to do the 500 free but i tried i got i got out of those i like it actually you like the pacing yeah i i had some songs that i would sing i think i used to sing one marina and the diamond song underwater interesting i don't remember what it i've was always though. wanted a swim cap that could play music while you're swimming because like <laughs> otherwise because i like i had to stop eventually because i was like this is just there's no variety in this that's true um, you should i uh, know and I, when you i play, think these do exist though but I'm just when you play songs like during practice I, I it's not enjoyable at all you can't even hear anything yeah no out yeah when it's outdoors yeah it doesn't yeah. matter but doesn't there's a way to get it in the swim there's cap. also underwater speakers right i would hope but like 
does the sound work the same? Like that's why I want it in my swim cap because that way it's like right next to my ear. Right There's not ears. much. Maybe it'll be a little bit of fizzle, but I also liked in the 500 free you would like pick a friend to do the counting for that you was at the yeah, end, yeah, yeah. and I like knew that there was someone there that yeah. I liked and yes. that they were helping me, <laughs> and so I liked that part too. The, I, mean, I don't know if you ever saw because you beat the one swing, but there's always you don't you'd always get a crowd of people down there. At least at our meets, they might, when I was in high school, there would be a crowd. No, they only no. let one person. Only let one? Interesting. Yeah. Okay. We also, our, uh, like our high school had a pool. So, oh, um, jealous. There was like a warm-up lane, like a warm-up pool on oh. the other side of the thing. And there was just a bridge between the end of the lane. Oh, and bulkhead. So, yeah, yeah. it was like very skinny, so only one person could stay. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. That makes sense. You know, we had just, we swam at, there's only two pools in DeKalb County that we ever swam at. So, they had specific, like it was just basically just eight lanes called it a day mm. um okay that's cool um okay so you lived in new orleans mm-hmm. and then you got here were you in new orleans your whole life before i was born in laplace which okay. is an hour outside of new orleans okay. barely remember it um and then technically i'm from metairie not from new orleans which is in the yeah. greater new orleans area okay it's like being from decatur okay gotcha type of thing um and then uh i went to india for a year Ooh, when i was in first grade what part uh, the middle of India. The, I know some cities. It's called Jabalpur. Okay, I don't know that. Um, one. It's in a state called Madhya Pradesh, MP. Uh, Relative to New Delhi, I could t- I could know where this is. It's a like a seventeen-hour train ride from New Delhi towards the center of India, but it's okay, still considered okay. North India. Okay. India is very big. I know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but literally, it, if India is a diamond and you pick the middle of it, it's right there right on the, the okay. dot. Okay, cool. It's okay. a big, like, a uh, old British military town. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how the town started, yeah. and it was like a, it's like a railroad hub. So, mm-hmm. like, all railroads crossed. There okay. So what's in Atlanta? <laughs> that's huh? what Atlanta was. Oh, it or, was. Yeah, that's how the city started. Oh, the, it was a rail hub for the Civil War. No, for it, it's, it's uh, just existing. Like it's all the whole the whole all of our streets are mangled and whatnot because they were all rails in, at one point. Really? Yeah, this was a this is that's why there's a lot of train iconography around and whatnot. Or used to the city used to be called terminus because a lot of <gasps> lines. I've heard this. Yeah, so trivia. a lot of lines, a lot of train lines would intersect and meet here and whatnot. Mm. Um, and see, so yeah, that's why we don't have like a, like we have a semblance of a grid pattern, but we don't really have a grid pattern yeah. of our streets here because it's all the whole thing is rail based. Um, mm. Now, yes, during the Civil War. A lot of it got burned and whatnot when General Sherman marched through, um, and a lot of the rail lines were like picked up and whatnot, but not all of them because because they still needed Atlanta for like just purposes of living and whatnot and getting getting things through places. Um, but yeah, even so, like we had the Chattahoochee River, but like that wasn't our main source of commerce. It was the train lines, mm. um, which is why we're a weird city that like doesn't sit next to a ma- ma- major body of water or anything right, else. Right, it just yeah. was a central hub That's for. That's true. I never thought about that. Yeah. I um you know how in your degree works it says one of the requirements is Georgia history yes and then for me it's just checked off and I don't know like why exactly but I would love to learn about Georgia history I don't know anything yeah I, so that's a class you take in middle school here at least in my school system so I just didn't do that because I was homeschooled and I was middle, right. in middle school um like didn't have to read that textbook or anything um yeah I don't know how like required required that actually is yeah but why do they put it in my degree works and then just check it off I don't know because <laughs> yeah I mean maybe, maybe it just maybe they accept like some other maybe just a lot of equivalencies just to like make yeah. sure you've like have done anything history, history related yeah and that you didn't just skip the entire I didn't take like any histories at tech or social sciences I came in with all those credits okay. so I've just ugh, been doing engineering <laughs> this whole time oh boy yeah, I haven't. Uh, I done a couple. Like, I did a sports history one for an elective and whatnot, mm-hmm. and that was fun. And a couple other similar. Yeah, there's stuff. one. There's one. Yeah, I kn- I know the sports class you're talking about. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty cool. It is good. The guy who teaches it, John Smith, wrote a book about. His name is John Smith. His name is John Smith. It's really funny, um, <laughs> but not. Um, but but not. <laughs> yeah, so he well he did it. He wrote a really good book about Muhammad Ali and Malcolm X's friendship, which got turned into a Netflix doc. Oh, cool. It, like that came out like not long before I was in his class last semester. Mm-hmm. He was I talked to him one time. He was really fun to talk to. Worth History of Sports in America is the class I'm talking about, which is an HTS class. Mm-hmm. Um, we did it online. There's also a sports and technology class. Yes. Does he teach that too? I don't I don't think he does. I think it's a lady that teaches. Okay. I haven't d- I didn't I never took that class. Um, I've heard that one's really good too. But yeah. Dr. Smith is good very good for BMEs. Ooh, because yeah. uh a lot of BMEs want to go into sports med. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. That's that's a good one. How okay I know not much about our 
pre-med, pre-any. I've been in one. I've been in the management healthcare class here, which is just more about the business side mm-hmm. of things and whatnot. But it was also pretty curtailed to a lot of the pre-meds that were in the room just to be like, mm-hmm. hey, we know a lot of people in here don't have to be here, but you people have to be here. So, like, they made sure, like, they were taken care of, yeah, which they should. Yeah, I have a friend who's business and pre-dental. Okay, interesting. What have you gotten out of tech that's going to help you in yeah, that realm? So, um, first of all, our like advising staff is very small, but they're wonderful. Mm-hmm. They're just like um, they've got very big hearts, and I, you know, did my whole med school application process through COVID, mm-hmm. and they like made themselves so insanely accessible they held office hours literally like every day like i would i would wake up in the morning like working through my application stuff Mm -hmm. and i would wake up in like a panic like oh my god i've totally messed this up i didn't request this letter of recommendation correctly uh like i'm gonna have to email someone and then i check the office hours and i'd be like oh yeah they're having office hours all day today so i just log on and just tell them and they'd handle it It's really nice. I, I love our advising staff. And then um, I also think that the BME program, I, I they know that a lot of BME kids want to be pre-med. Mm-hmm. So they figure out ways to make it so that our curriculum overlaps really well with okay. pre-med requirements. So I didn't have to take two. I, I would have had to do two more semesters of biology, but they found a way to make some of our like non-biology classes count as biology oh, okay. but like externally so that other like med schools will count it as oh, that's biology. Good. Okay. Very that, nice of that's, them. That's really helpful. Yeah, but other than that like tech is really tough mm-hmm. and you're not supposed to do a tough undergraduate degree if you want to go to med school because things are getting so competitive and all that matters is GPA, MCAT score, GPA, MCAT mm-hmm. score, and Georgia Tech's GPA. It's so rough. It doesn't help you in that regard. No, and then also like the MCAT too. Some people say, oh, your classes are so rigorous here. You have to take two physics and I'm sorry. And, <laughs> and like it's going to help you when you have to take the MCAT. Other kids are not going to know as much physics as you. Mm. And like, you're going to be really well prepared for the MCAT, but then you also don't have time to study for the MCAT because yeah. you're working on your other classes. Yes. Yeah. I remember a friend of mine who she, she got here when she was 16. <gasps> yeah. She well, was, I was 17. When I got she here. was, well, she graduated <laughs> at 18. Really? B BME. Oh my Took goodness. The M, like the last three months she was on campus. Like we would see her where we just, wherever we were hanging out most of the time. And she just have, her handwritten notes and then she would color coordinate them into her ipad and just copy them over a bunch of times to study <gasps> through stuff and she did I, she I, come at the same time as you yeah oh my we God. both were freshmen in 20 in fall 2017 wow and i was two and a half yeah two and a half years so older she must her. be what a third year in she's she took a, she took a year now? off um, okay but yeah when she was in her 18 that was and a 19 good move yeah no no she was exhausted i could tell actually do you know georgia and louisiana are two of the best states to be from if you're applying to med- medical school oh like uh statistically is at that least. for like because of like access to so material it, or so there's two types of med schools mm-hmm. one that w- in-state ones and out-of-state right. ones but even are s- like private ones but even the private ones they'll have like a preference for the kids that are in-state mm-hmm. so there's schools where like if I'm out of state, I can't even apply to them because they won't even look at my application. They'll throw it away. Um, And Georgia and Louisiana both have the highest ratio of applicants or, yeah, applicants to spaces available specifically for students from that state. Okay. Yeah. So you have, like, the highest likelihood of getting in. I know, at least at Tech, the Georgia admit rate for this incoming class, so the the 22-23 was 35% for Georgia applicants but like 13 for out of state. That's for Georgia Tech? Yeah. Mm. Just in general, because it is a state school, and so like they want the people that go. I mean, it's the right thing to do. Yeah, no, it makes sense. I mean, if you can can get your own people, why not? Um, Slash, if they pay for the, if they use the lottery, they paid for it anyways. Right, yeah. For the most part. I wonder, I do wonder what percentage of, I have to imagine nearly every, is it nearly every? I have I have to figure this out. I don't know if it's public information, but how many? What percentage of the Georgia students at Tech are under Hope or Zell? Mm. Because I'm sure there's no the standard. Out there. We, we know the standard's high to get in, right? And the GPA GPAs can be relative to what school you came from and what situation. What your situation? Like are at the admissions office is very good about understanding that and getting the context of a school mm-hmm. versus their county versus right, everything yeah. else. But even so, I have to. I have to, like if someone got here with a 3.0 flat. I'd be really curious what the situation was that got, A, they got to do a 3.0, but like what 
other what else they were doing that reinforced that like showed like okay the GPA is not showing what matters here right um, yeah. the what, holistic review yes process. the holistic review you're process. interested you want to peer into the black box I did work there for a year so I got <laughs> I got I, I got a peer in there for yeah. for a little bit um, I think I think Georgia Tech does a pretty decent job I think they they are known to be more like stats focused than other schools in my like experience to some extent i mean they they're trying to get off the uh right. standardized testing part big time right now oh are they yeah 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 they're very much on the this doesn't matter when you and i got admitted it was a big deal for it was them. a bigger part it was they were trying to climb in rankings too that's a big part of climbing in yeah. rankings yeah that's, just, that's, that's true yeah mm-hmm. nowadays i mean you know, so when I, I worked there and like was on the fo- like was like one of the phone people in the oh yeah reception my like, roommate was too yeah so like when I would tell talk to parents, they're like, they ask about test scores. So I'm like, right now, honestly, that isn't the biggest pr- priority. Case in point, I never got more than a 30 in one sitting in the ACT, and I took it three times, and I'm sit- sitting here talking to you. <laughs> so uh, anything's possible in in that regard. Yeah, um, I think it maybe it might feel different for out of state students too, because there's lots of pathways for like Georgia students yes, to get are, into tech, yes, yeah. um, but I, there's not as many for out of state no. kids, um, because I mean, which is like fine and it makes sense. Yeah. it's like more of like a and and I've experienced that too with like my friends that are in state. They're like, oh yeah, Georgia Tech was a given. Like mm-hmm. kind of the way you phrased it too, right? Like Georgia Tech was always the. It was an op. Yeah, it was. Yeah, idea. it wasn't a guarantee. I knew it wasn't a guarantee just because of how many people were applying and whatnot. Right. But I knew Georgia was almost assuredly a slam dunk and was. I, I I did get in there. So. But I'm sure you know some of those kids who come from like magnet programs near the area, like from Marietta and Alpharetta and everything. They always they're like, oh, like we have to get into Georgia Tech, otherwise we are failures like everyone gets into georgia tech that's such a bad way to think about versus it too. for me yeah. i i i tell anyone from new orleans i go to georgia tech and everyone's like oh, wow that's so amazing like you you must be so proud yeah no there is an element where you've got to you got to check your privilege at the door when you get here and just <laughs> understand like no yeah this they yes they make it as easy as they can for you but you still have to get do the work to be and also there's it's a lot of people very impre- like people should be more proud of themselves for being here yeah it's, it's also, we can't fit every like tech can't fit everyone that deserves to get here. Right. Also, like I, I mean, that was part another part thing I would tell parents. I'm like, hey, if your kid didn't get in, it doesn't mean they weren't worthy. There, there's just so there's. I mean, there's fifty thousand people that applied last year, so it's like we can't get everybody. We know there's a lot of kids that deserve to get here, and it's sometimes just how the dice fall. I mean, um, it's it's true with literally everything. Like, it's not like there's kids that can't do stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's just it's just a pro- they're products of their environment and who put effort into them at yeah. that time. Yeah. yeah. No, for sure. I think tech's good about that. I'm gonna skip over one of my one of my bullets. But what okay, so we talked a lot about how to get here. Mm-hmm. A lot of our episodes have been about parts that people have interacted with and whatnot. What parts did you not interact with and why? What parts of tech what have parts, I not whether interacted that's like with? institutions or just aspects of it or I don't know however you want to answer that Hmm. or the things you wanted to do but didn't just because of lack of time yeah well when i i start thinking about um what i wanted out of my college experience um and it's not that it exists at georgia tech it's more like what georgia tech couldn't give me okay and i just uh i'm very passionate about visual arts like i I love it Mm -hmm. and always in high school i was like just pushing it aside to take more science classes mm-hmm. because there weren't too many available at my high school, just pushing away the arts so that I could like do the sciences to get into a school like tech. Mm-hmm. And then I would always tell myself when I'm in college, I'll take art when I get there mm-hmm. and just my luck, you know, I come to Georgia tech, there's no art classes here at all. Oh. There's no art department. Oh. There's um, two visual arts classes that are offered. One of them is a civil engineering class uh, called drawing and painting. Mm-hmm. And they do like still lives and stuff and they haven't offered it for the last two years. And then um, probably because of COVID. Yeah. Uh, and then I, there's one class that I'm currently in, which is a collaging class, which mm-hmm. is an architecture class. And, uh, it feels like after like four years of me just like wishing every semester that I could be doing this, that like I finally am involved, mm-hmm. but it's not even real art. Like we're talking about buildings every day. Oh, well. mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's what the first thing that comes to mind is like, I wish Georgia Tech had more opportunities to do art. Like there's so many kids here that are artistic yeah. and they have to like create clubs or like create events for themselves. Yeah. Um, and I also room with a lot of design students, so I don't think that they know how lucky they are that they're constantly surrounded by like aesthetic, aesthetic op- mm-hmm. like options to do um, visual arts, like and 
like-minded people Mm -hmm. because for me it's not an option at all okay um but then actual parts of tech that i haven't interacted with very much i don't know i feel like i've um did you go to football games yes i had season tickets my first two years oh very fun did you go to basketball games i have not been to a basketball game there's actually that's true i was i would say that i want to go i have put on my planner so many women's sports games and then just not gone they are well, I would do okay. I haven't been to a, a sports game. You have a you have an <laughs> since opportunity since COVID. There will be an ex. There will be exhibition volleyball games here. I love this volleyball. month. Yes, I would do. Well, that, yeah, that's gonna be your life. There's that, and then we have a track and field beat, and then softball. I don't games. think I will go to a track and field meet. Do track and field people like it when people are cheering them on? Don't know. Never been. That's why I'm gonna go. Okay. Yeah, because I'm trying to. Kn- I've been trying to knock out every sport on campus that I can get to because mm. going to golf is not practical and most of the time they play on the west coast so not going to any of those matches but track and field is the last thing that we have on campus that i haven't seen played so that will complete mm. every every sport i can see here do we have a cross country team yes we do have you watched them they they don't run on campus so no hence the on campus part. okay on yeah. campus yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah the track part we have and field. how about tennis tennis yep i've seen women's tennis a couple of times cool um I guess I still have to see the men's team, but I've seen the tennis happen at least on campus. Mm-hmm. The volleyball volleyball games, yeah, yeah, you should go to the volleyball game because those are a the the gym is in the O'Keefe Building, which was a high school like like was a non college building, and mm-hmm. then we took it over, and so it's just in the old it's just in a retrofitted old gym, and then they have to turn the air like did I mention this? I mentioned this on Kristen's pod, like they have to turn <laughs> the air off and whatnot because. With if the fans blowing, the, it's going to affect the ball's flight, <gasps> and so it just as it's, so like as the set happens, it gets a little bit more ex- the heat like literally gets warmer in the building. Yeah, and the excitement builds and whatnot, and then they turn the fans on and it kind of resets the, the energy. <laughs> but it's a cool little fun aspect of just like the weird dynamic of the building that plays into how yeah, the that's so interesting. Runs. Yeah, I there was a we have two gyms at my high school, and one of them is the Tui gym. I don't know if you know the Blind Side. Have you seen the Blind Side? Yes. No. But I know, I know the story. Yeah, it's the the family that like takes in uh, the football player, right, right, or yeah. the two family. Michael Orr, yeah, 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 um, yeah, Michael Orr. Um, but they, it's like their gym, but it doesn't have air conditioning, and it still doesn't have air conditioning, mm. and they have just like two big fans, like you're talking about. Yeah. So they do something similar. It's like when they have a game there, there's no fans on, yeah. and it gets so hot, and then they turn on the fans, and everyone's like, <gasps> Oh my yes. god, yeah. thank you. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's part of it. We would some of the matches I went to this year would be like 50 degrees outside or whatnot and so i'd be bundled up yeah a little bit and then it's just like oh i have three too many layers on <laughs> once once the match ended um okay what is the worst piece of advice you have gotten about tech um not like to what talk is about just the opposite yeah. of just something that said you, a piece you got that you should do the opposite of basically yeah not to talk about pre-med stuff again but i i talked a little bit about how you need like a high gpa to apply to med school mm-hmm. but Everybody told me not to come to tech uh, because it would be too hard and because and they told me not to do engineering also because mm-hmm. engineering would be too hard. Um, if you ask uh, like any of the pre-med advisors here before you're like already doing your degree, mm-hmm. they'll tell you not to do engineering. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look on the, if you look online, should I go to Georgia Tech for pre-med? Everyone will say no. Mm-hmm. There's like literally not a single post that will say yes. Um, they'll say it's too hard. You won't have time to do research. Uh, your you GPA should, you is going sh- you to be... You should write that Reddit post. Yeah, I should write it, huh? <laughs> um, yeah, they'll just be like, you you, you just should not go there. It's just a no. It's banned. And then for me, I like read all that stuff and I was like, hmm, you think I can't do it? <laughs> I'm going. <laughs> and it's been very like rewarding. I don't know. I think it... I think that... Uh, so a lot of med school advisors will say, uh, we don't care what undergraduate school you went to. We don't take into account the rigor of it. Mm-hmm. We don't care at all. Um, which is in a lot of ways a very good thing, right? Because not everybody can have access to uh, the really hard undergraduate degrees. Right. Like a lot of them are going to community college and then transferring into state schools and stuff. Um, and it makes med school more accessible mm-hmm. when they th- say things like that. But our pre-med advisors, they do us the favor of writing a very big letter that mm-hmm. goes on the top of our application packet that says, listen, Georgia Tech <laughs> is so hard. It's so bad. Please be nice yes, to them. Yeah. And I think it, 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 even if it is not like a conscious thing, it, unconsciously people say, oh, engineering, it must have been very difficult. Yeah. We'll cut her some slack. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 
do you think tech as a whole reset well this year? Um, I'm very, this is something I was thinking about last week. I, I think that, uh, I think it shows the most in the way people dress now post COVID. Mm. Mm. But I remember when I got to tech and it was gym shorts, jeans, and tech t-shirts. That was the uniform. Mm -hmm. But now everyone dresses so well. Like everyone steps out of their room and they're just like, like uh, girls, especially, I guess. Like you can tell that they've like put time and thought into uh, what they're wearing mm-hmm. and I think it's very nice I'm not sure if it's the TikTok effect I'm not sure if it's because during COVID people learned how to really take care of themselves mm-hmm. and how to prioritize like things that make them happy right. or if it has to do with the younger generation coming on campus mm-hmm. and not knowing that we used to be uh, nerdy slobs all the time yes. uh, and they show up to their classes uh, flexing on everyone <laughs> but I, I, I think it reflects I it shows me that this campus is not going to be run by like your typical tech nerds forever, like guys especially. Yeah. That there's a lot more like girls on campus and yeah. more liberal minded people. The effect's coming. Yeah. Or it's it's already here maybe. It's it's you know, I think it's here and happening mm-hmm. and we'll just keep going and evolving as it does. Yeah. With however But I, I think that like I, I touched on it a little bit, but I think that COVID taught a lot of tech kids that the grind isn't everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because uh, now, like, I don't know if it's because of my senior classes or whatever, but like, I go home between my classes. I never used to do that. I used to just go and like sit in the library. I when I was yeah. on campus, I was on campus type mm-hmm. of thing. You just do it as a workday kind of thing. Yeah, I think that um, people have learned a little bit more that like, oh, sleeping in is nice, or like taking a nap in the day is a yes. good thing for you. Yes. And uh, I need to have time in my day to like cook. Mm-hmm. Or or people learn to cook probably yeah, yeah, during COVID, yeah. yeah. So I hope that that lasts, but I I fear that that like memory will disappear as people get more back into the right. grind of things. Well, I mean, I mean, we all have. I mean, the high schoolers have to do that too, like the like the people that are coming in That's this true. year and the and for yeah. the next what three years. Well, adults ish. are learning it too. No, yeah, adults yeah, yeah. don't want to go back to working in the office. Yeah. and we learn that not everyone needs to be doing a yeah nine to five yeah no that, yeah i think that was helpful part of me wants part, part of me at some points likes to have the excuse to not be at my house because there's just the distractions <laughs> of i'm at my house like yeah, oh i can yeah. just put on my xbox and just not worry about it or like just i have neighbors that i like hanging out with like okay what's stopping me from just going over there and just being a distraction mm-hmm. um or just getting in my car and going somewhere else that isn't campus fun or whatnot so no that makes sense and i also think it's interesting that professors like there's always been the need for professors to be flexible with students um but they never had to face it until they needed to be flexible for themselves yeah yeah. so the moment that they started realizing that and that faculty and admin started realizing that Uh i think life got a lot better for tech students i think that um like zoom will continue to be an option as we like move past COVID That's been helpful for like teacher meetings and whatnot too. It's just like, okay, no, if you live on the other side of campus, just do a zoom call. Yeah. Like, don't make them walk a mile and a half for yeah. a 20 minute meeting. No, for sure. And like, um, yeah, that's it. Well, I had, I had a chemistry professor before COVID. She would record all her classes and post them. Mm-hmm. We have teachers that do that. It's like now every teacher should be doing that. Can do that. Yeah. They knows. Can. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I like that. I, well, that, that was my sports history class, and I really would have. For me personally, I really would have loved the bounce, the back and forth, because mm-hmm. as I watched those lectures, I, like I would be reminded of something that happened currently. I'm like, oh, can we like match these up together, compare those? But it's like, no, it was a recorded lecture. I couldn't have yeah. that moment. So like, in a topic I knew so much about, I couldn't have that normal kind of interaction. Yeah, and by the way, that chemistry teacher attendance was required for that lecture. Oh. We had clicker questions, so you had to be there. But then it was like, you know, you learn so much, and you're like, oh, what was that thing that she said? I forgot to write it down. Mm-hmm. Whatever, just watch the recording. Yeah, that's nice. That's nice. Yeah, um, I hope we continue yeah, with that. I think. I think. Hey, we like we like being it on the t- on top of things here. So we like. Zoom I think school. we'll. Be, I think we'll be all right. <laughs> um, tech favorites. Tech favorites. Let's start with the building. Okay, um, you said things that I haven't done on tech at tech mm-hmm. that I wish I would have done. I wish I would have gone to more buildings. I still have time. You have plenty of time. I, it, it was on my bucket list for this semester, but then things got in the way. Just I bank guess. out two hours and walk. Um, I really like Pettit uh, in the bio quad oh, yeah, with yeah. the spiral staircase. Mm-hmm. There's like two little nooks on the spiral staircase that I have taken many a nap in. Ah. And 
I don't know if you've been in there, but there's like balconies that go like you can look down into the. This is in Ford, right? Or no, in, it's called Pettit. Well, Ford is Pettit. Oh, right? it's connected to Pettit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, it's the one on the left of Whitaker. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Uh, and Ford is on the right of Whitaker. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, but if you go, <laughs> if you're on the balcony, you can like look down and see everything that's happening. <laughs> and so if you're sleeping in either of the nooks, anyone that's on any of the floors walking between rooms can see you. Oh. So I just sleep with like hundreds of eyes <laughs> on me. <laughs> it's the worst way to take oh, a nap. Yeah. But I like it there a lot. Um, and then I love Under the Couch, R.I.P. to that. Yeah. I, it was my favorite place uh, freshman, sophomore year. It's a good place I to chill. I ate lunch there every day. It was a great place day. to chill. And you just like, oh, it was the same people there every day. You'd walk in. Very nappable place as well. Yeah, very nappable. Ambient music and yes. projector. And Can't wait for the next version. I, that's in the new student center. That has to be in there, right? I, Some version of I that? I hope that that petition like did something. I mean, we work for the newspaper, dude. We should know. But yeah, well, I guess we can find that. And out. then also in the student center, the you know the uh, eating area where it was just like glass and it was like very green yes, in the there. Yeah, the greenhouse room. Oh, yeah, it was that so was so wonderful. Room. That I was would, a nice room. It was so easy on the eyes. Like yes, it, it felt it like was, it was not a tense room. There's a lot of rooms on tech that are just tense. <laughs> yeah, did not. It was the anti-tense room. <laughs> yeah, it felt like my eyes were healing in there. I think the yeah. way they're they're figuring that out or they're solving that is just a lot of glass nowadays. Yeah, in the new, it in was, the but spots. it was specifically all the trees that were around yeah. you. Yeah, and that when you it was right on the hill, right? So when you like stepped out of it, you could just like see all of Tech Green and all the yes. like flowers in yes. front of you. Yes, all the other the, wonderful, the, the hodgepodge of a ton of different trees. It's weird that we have a, It's weird that there's a palm tree on campus. That always weirds me out. Where is it? It's on like well, you can't see it now because it's like inside the construction zone. Oh. But that path that takes you from the parking lot behind first behind the first theater. The walking path that mm-hmm. brings you down, tor- that would bring you across the campanile. There's a palm tree there. Yeah, there's a palm tree on the left. It's kind of tucked in, like by the oh, by the by the by the so wall, by the little stone wall. <laughs> yeah, it's there. Um, favorite? Oh, I forgot my usual. Oh, food spot. Either mm-hmm. on campus or close by that is accessible by the most people that go here. Okay, things have changed so much in the last four years about on-campus food. Yes. But before COVID, do you know? rotations do you remember rotations it was between chick-fil-a and panda in the oh Center. yes i did have that a few times it yes. was a yes. meal swipe place it was a, yes yes yes, yes, yes it, it was in my opinion the best meal swipe place because you would they had like rotating rotations yeah rotations yeah. and um you could go and like customize everything yeah they no, would like do their times. own that was when i brought i think that was there when my because that yeah, when my brother got here, I would use his meal swipes every once in a while. We would, I would, we would use it there when I was off meal swipes. So uh, that's before when I when I was on meal swipes. Yes. And then now I love Twisted Taco. It's a great place. Um, I specifically love the employees that work there. They've been the same employees since I was a freshman. Really? And oh, they're like the homies, and uh, they're so sweet. And they've been bounced around so much around campus. Yeah. They were in the student center, and then they got moved to Will- West Village. Yeah, I remember the Willage days. And they were so upset when they were in Willage because they weren't getting a full kitchen. Yeah. And they yeah. weren't. They were also um, serving to a new market of kids. Like they were. Like everyone was meal swiped there yeah. and it was all you can eat. And they yeah. were like, we don't know what to do with this because this isn't our business style. Yeah. And then they got moved to the exhibition hall where they are now and they have their kitchen in the back. Mm-hmm. So they have to uh, heat their food and they have to keep running to the back. And get more of it. Yeah. yeah. So I, my heart goes out to them very much. I hope they go. Huh? Like, it'd be nice if they go in the student center. Yes. I hope they do. They've been very dedicated. They can use the exhibition hall, that spot with the panda and that for a much better use. I agree. Than what they have. I mean, uh, we know we know it's a holdover spot. They needed something temporary. Yeah, to yeah. All that. And last summer, they uh, went and worked at the Twisted Taco Alpharetta location, like the employees that work mm-hmm. here. And <laughs> when they came back, I was like, oh, how was your summer? How was working at the other location? They were like, do you know how nice it is to work at a real restaurant? <laughs> it's so nice. Yeah. But here we are again. <laughs> we yeah. love students. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Twisted Taco now. And then off campus, um... I really like uh, PG Belly. You've been there. That, yep, yep. PG Belly's great. I like Amaz. They have a very good beer selection. So. Yeah, I it's called Beer it. Belly. That's what it means. Yes, I do. I know that too. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> I don't have that. So no. I do beer. Yeah, I do. Beer. <laughs> we know you do. Jack. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Yes, I do. Um, where do you usually get the paper? We're at the hour mark, so I'm gonna call it here. Um, I 
get it in the office on the computer when I copy edit the entire paper Where do you on pick Thursdays. Up the physical thing? I do not pick up the physical. You don't thing. have a big old pile of all the papers you've worked. I on? I should. I wish I did, but I'm going to get it printed off from the archives and like make a bound book for myself. Okay, that's later. cool. Um, but I think my roommates would kill me if I had a stack of newspapers in our room. One of my roommates is very clean okay. lady. Um, I, I currently have a stack of the Black History Month that I worked on the cover of. Okay. Um, but yeah, I read the paper on Thursday and then I have no need to you, read it ever again. You just don't again. want a reminder of that <laughs> sitting in <laughs> well, your... Well, I already read it, so what else do I have to do? For for posterity's sake. That's mm. why I have one of everything. You, th- I'm really proud that you did that. Also, my dad ran a music magazine a long time ago when they were cleaning out and like stopped producing the magazine. They made sure there was a copy for me and my, all my siblings just mm. sitting so it's like okay it just it just seems like the thing to do so. i don't know if you know this by the way but um student publications used to print a bound book just like the yeah, archive yeah, yeah. books for all the seniors oh. of every paper that mentioned their name in it oh. like so usually they just do all of the ones since they started at tech yeah and it was really lovely and like people would sign it and you get to keep it what? but this we just like don't have a budget for it anymore or like the necessary effort. it seems really nice i want all of that i'm gonna make one for myself Anyways, thank you for coming on. Yes, uh, sir. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't come up with many topics. I you came up with very nice. This things. is going to be the longest podcast I've ever done. Really? Yeah. Because I'm far. so funny and wonderful. Because you just carry conversations so well. <gasps> That's so sweet. And I'm a shy little man who needs help sometimes doing that. I so. thought you did a great job. Well, thank you. Uh, you can get our. We see. We have. We have. Today is Friday. <laughs> the 8th of april so a copy came out to uh, our second to last issue of the spring came out today um this episode's probably not gonna go out until monday mm-hmm. um and then we have one more issue coming if you're listening the week of april 11 it is coming out that that friday and that will be the last one until we have monthly issues in the summer but so but basically in finals and through graduation we have no papers coming out maybe we'll do some online content if someone really wants to but they're not required to because yeah, Technique is hard to do on top of classes. <laughs> it's true. And this week also, Jack is putting out his swan song, which it's is his there. goodbye to the technique. And yours is next week. And goodbye to tech. And uh, you pick it up if you want to read, uh, wh- what is it called? Jack's Jack Purdy's Nuggets of... I don't know. It was a bad <laughs> headline that I wish I thought about more. <laughs> it's okay. And then next week is going to be mine and Taylor yes. and Jen Nuts. And I think Taylor will be on. Either Taylor or Danny will be on next week as I get through all the seniors on the podcast. Good. And then we have uh, the most high-profile guest I've ever talked to. Who? who I will hold off until <gasps> after I Ooh. stop recording. So thanks for listening. Sorry this one was really long, but not really that sorry. It was, we had a fun time. I'm not so. sorry about it. That's okay. All right. We'll see you all next time. Bye.